Again, the garage. We're a music podcast for music lovers. Welcome, 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 welcome all, welcome all. Hello, hello. How is um, everybody doing? All right, yeah. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Yeah. Luke, you had a nice day. Yep. Yeah, uh, I just had mm-hmm. some garlic knots, and I can really smell them radiating off the microphone. Delicious. Oh yeah, man. This is a plug sweat. for Ilianos. Yeah, Ilianos, Norwich, Connecticut. All over Connecticut. Yeah, right. Because there's one that's like past Foxwoods too, isn't there? Mm. There's one, one there. near Willimantic. There's oh, one yeah. in Willimantic. Yeah. There's one in Niantic. Yeah. Right on. So shout out to Ilianos. We love you. And <laughs> give us a sponsor give money. Us, they're just going to give us a bucket Garlic of marinara nuts. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. I didn't ask for 10. Why did you give me 10, 10 pounds of Parmesan cheese? I just wanted a pizza. Speaking of uh, getting the best and wanting the best. Yes, we got the best after wanting the best <laughs> <laughs> the week before last. <laughs> People, <laughs> we went and saw Kiss at the XL Center, right yeah. in Hartford, Connecticut. No, not the XL Center. Xfinity. I'm sorry, Xfinity. Thank you. It's uh, the old Meadows, I think. Yep. On May yeah. on May 14th, yeah, we, yeah. we saw the uh, the makeup heroes ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had a good time. We did have a good time. It was a lot so of fun. it was Kiss's um, end of the road world tour. So it's like their final time coming around. I highly doubt it. You know what I thought of when I like heard that they were announcing a farewell concert yes i had the thought that was like oh kiss is just basically the discount furniture sales store that's always going out of business <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we've all seen those kiss has been going out of business since 1997 no they're always in business and they're staying in business baby kiss caskets people come on all right so going to this concert i feel like my mic's hot yeah, um so going to this concert i wasn't expecting much i'm gonna be honest with you i went to this concert expecting that we were gonna go and it was kind of gonna be like a fun time but like not great musically like i didn't expect to be kissed to be up on par i know paul stanley's had some trouble with his voice over the past couple years um but we went and also like you know full disclosure i'm not like a big fan of like the fake kiss members uh tommy thayer and um uh, i know i always forget his name uh, we'll just call him peter tommy Chris. thayer's been in the band longer than yeah ace freely was yes like, which twice is twice as long twice as long yeah which is pretty yeah, you know yeah. uh air no what um what is his name it's gonna really bug me oh yeah the guy that did uh the peter Chris. yes mm, the cat yes peter Meow. crisp Crisp. Uh, he did great though, man. He was like he he came out. He did Beth. He did Black Diamond. Those are two like Peter Chris sung songs, and I think he did great. I actually, in fact, I, I thought, was right. I, it's Eric Singer. I Eric just didn't Singer. want to say it wrong. He's been in that band for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. About and he performed. He performed Peter Chris songs. I feel like vocally better than Peter Chris does. Oh my god, he his, you know what I mean. What so a, what a hard feat. We're watching. <laughs> we're watching the show, and by like the third song, I'm like. <laughs> Oh, are they piping in vocals? Like, I thought they were piping in vocals over, you know, because yeah. it was, like, pristine. It was The choruses were, like, hot and great and really on target. These guys sound like Def Leppard. <laughs> they sounded Dude, really it was good. Like, it was like if Def Leppard was <laughs> Kiss. So I was kind of, like, bummed out for a minute, but then the camera goes on the uh, drummer, Eric Singer, and he's singing the high harmonies mm. in every chorus while drumming, pristinely, 
Um, Tommy Thayer was killing it on the Ace Freely character. Yeah. His guitar solo was incredibly cool. It was like he like the screen in back of them. It was like he was having like an aliens like aliens invaded the concert and he was like shooting rockets out of his guitar at the aliens. <laughs> he literally, and it was like. Yeah, and it went along with like what yeah. was going on on the screen. Um, it was amazing. Solo's yeah. great. Uh, Eric Singer on drums, amazing, yeah. great. Um, I would go see this version of this band again, hands down. They were amazing. Um, <laughs> They'll be on this tour for another three years. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was really, really good show. Even like the songs I wasn't familiar with, like the mm. non-Kiss hits that they did play, because they like represented a lot of albums. Mm. It's supposed to be their farewell tour. It was really for the fans, hardcore. Yeah. Um, because they did place like deeper cuts. The army, not the fans. Have, <laughs> Thank you. Have some respect for those who have served. <laughs> I said, to, I said to Mike, but before, right before Kiss goes on, I'm like, I was like, Mike, we've, uh, we've, we've been, we've been to boot camp for a long time. Here we go. <laughs> finally final. out in the field. We're finally in the out shit. in the battle. We're finally in the shit. In the shit. Please stand for the national anthem. Some guy walked by. That's what they. That's what they. So they played no. Led Zeppelin's "Rock and Roll" over oh, the PA yeah. system, and then nice. like when "Rock and Roll" was like done, yeah, they're all oh, your down, 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 and they come down on the, on the platforms. Nice. The drummers coming down. The drummers upside down going down. <laughs> Yo, the drummer goes up later. The drummer goes up later. He was already on stage. Yeah. I have a question. So, back when um, the the original four split. Let's say that was early '80s um, or mid '80s. I know for a time that the two replacements were different characters, right? Like an Ankh warrior instead of a spaceman, and a fox instead of a cat. Are they back to original four makeup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so yeah, they looked at it basically like you know they're playing characters they're characters right so like everybody they kind of like all the stuff now it never refers to any of the members by name it's always by the spaceman the uh, goblin or whatever the demon the demon the the, i don't know you have you have uh paul stanley on vocals is the star child you have gene simmons on bass who is the demon uh over the original ace freely is the star man and um or the space man and then um you know drummer peter chris would be the, the cat, cat man yeah the cat man um but you know i have to say man like when i when we went and saw them so they had uh famous like rock artist open up for them david uh last what was his last garibaldi name? garibaldi thank you thank you jeffrey uh and uh it, it was cool you know it was, I mean? it's it was like, well, weird. Ex- explain this because you just breezed right over it so you said rock artist <laughs> he doesn't mean this man did not Sing or play an instrument? No, no. What happened was a man came out on stage, was like, are you ready? And everyone was like, hell yeah. And then he painted a picture of Alice Cooper while we all listened to Alice Cooper. Yeah, He did it in the length of one song, which was amazing. He's been on... I think he's been on like Pawn Stars before. He's been on like a couple shows. I've seen him <laughs> before. What? What's the crossover being on Pawn? Because because they sold one of his paintings, um, and he, he came yeah, out, yeah. and he was like, "Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do the world's fastest paintings." Sure, sure. Like he paints to music. It was cool to see yeah. a painter open up, but I wanted to see the original opening our uh, opening act, who was David Lee Roth, who was so bad they kicked him off the tour before COVID. <laughs> so bad, so bad he's good. Yeah, um, I would have loved to see David Lee Roth, even I, if it was horrible. I would have. Yeah, yeah. I would have almost preferred to see it be horrible, <laughs> but just to be like, this is that's great. kind. Of, that's a sick fascination. Yeah, it on, is, on it some is, level, I, I mean, I don't. I say sick. You know, I don't mean it like that. But you no, know, but I know what you mean though. Yeah, and like on another level though. 
I see why they fired him because the show they put on, it's top notch. Mm-hmm. It was great. You yeah. got the blood. They spit fire. It there was bombs. Um, there was stuff I didn't expect. <laughs> Drum solos. There were, there were guitar bombs. solos. Yeah, man, like oh, you know, oh, like that sure. kind of shit. Not like <laughs> lots of pyrotechnics. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you got like it was an entertaining ass show. Yeah. Even the songs you didn't like. Like or didn't know there was something happening on stage that was exciting. Yeah. Um. Paul Stanley went out into the audience and like you know he was like, "Can I come into the audience?" Just sweating all over everybody. Yeah. And he was just like, um, <laughs> just a trail of hair following him <laughs> as he drifts over the. He's crowd. like, I it's need tumble- to be invited. It's a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like asking for permission. He's like, "I need. Can you invite me out there, people?" And he's like, people? He's people? like, I don't think you really want me out there. You guys gotta ask me to come. And, you know, and oh, he, yes, you do. Yes, he does. <laughs> and they, he, he rockets across the whole audience on like a thing. And then he, there's like a B stage in the back. And then he oh, performed okay. Love Gun on the nice. back of the B stage. <laughs> it was dope. It was in the middle of the people and stuff too. But wow. it was, he stopped. He was like, people in the back, let me hear you. He Yo. did everything I wanted to hear Paul Stanley <laughs> say. I heard Paul Stanley say, How you doing? Hi. Fun. <laughs> we are in Kiss. That's the hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. Kiss. He's like they didn't oh, want us, but because of you, we're here. Yeah, it was great, man. It was. But that's the thing is, like, you oh. know what is funny is, is like, you know, they're they're larger than life, and it's this sort of like rock and roll circus to an extent. Comic blah, blah, book, comic booky, and all those elements. Yes, they are there, and they're a bit like sort of like, you know, silly. But here's the thing, man: is when you go see a band like Kiss, it. The whole thing, like, we play music. We understand mu- like the whole thing. You're just like, this is a well-oiled machine. This show is the same thing every single fucking night. And they come out, and they play their asses off, and they entertain people, and they go, you know what I mean? It's that idea that you hear where it's just like, I'm here to entertain you. Like, you got your babysitters, and you got yep. you worked things out so you could come here, and they delivered a show where you're just like, fuck, man, that was a killer Yeah, not only was show. it a concert, it's a, it, it was a show. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I appreciated yeah. it on so many levels. So Yeah, just awesome. like class act, class act performers, 50 man. years of KISS. Yeah. Yeah, right. and it was class act. And Paul Stanley's, Paul Stanley's voice was a little shaky on Detroit Rock City when they kicked in, and then the rest of the set was like completely fine. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, it was wonderful. So. There's a great, uh, I was telling Luke about it, there's a great interview on, do you know the wrestler Chris Jericho? Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own podcast and had Gene Simmons on as a guest. And if anybody ever just wants to like listen to Gene Simmons talk, he's not, I mean, okay, the dude's is always massaging not his many. own ego. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude loves the smell of his own farts, but yeah. it's a, it's a good podcast episode. It's decent. And he talks about like the state of music today and he does it all from a very like, uh, realistic, you know, like re- realistic. And just like, you can tell, like he knows what he's talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, because he's a business guy, man, before he's mm-hmm. a bass player. So he knows the industry through and through and he like understands well it said. and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So like, and then thirdly, he's a demon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or actually pr- pr- negative one is demon. And then the first is- did you, did you, or did you not get excited when he spat blood? Uh, yeah, it was, yes. I, there was a moment where I was like, this motherfucker's a devil. Like it was just, it was like, Full like, commitment, dude. It was fu- that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was full commitment. The the uh, the whole stage was just lit green, mm-hmm. and he's like, 
literally just playing nonsense the whole time on yeah. the base. Just like these weird like elephant whale like dive bomby things and stuff like that. And then he starts like shaking his head and spitting the blood everywhere. And you're like, this is actually scary. Like if, <laughs> if there was like an eight-year-old kid here, he'd probably be like, oh my God, this man is so scary. Well, let me tell you, uh, like 11, 12-year-old Luke did see that. Mm. And it scared the shit out of me. And you brought your like 12-year-old brother. Yeah, he seemed... To, he knew what was going on. Oh, great story! He's about a WWE him. kid though, so he's yeah. Yeah. not phased by anything. Um, yeah. We did yeah. have a funny moment with him. Should I say it, or should, I don't know if I should say it? Where? Oh the, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we, tell you off camera. <laughs> sure. It was good. It was, it was funny. He was, hit us. Good. He hit us with a one-liner that was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, kiss. If I don't know if they're like how many shows are left on this like tour or but, whatever, but like if you if they're coming to a place near you and you're listening to this, like. You know, spend the you know forty bucks for lawn mm-hmm. tickets or whatever, and just go check them out. Have a good like Wednesday or Thursday night because it, like it's a show, yeah. man. It's good. You go out, you know what I mean. Get a pretzel and a beer. Just watch Kiss. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, seduce you. <laughs> it's a good time. Good times. Anyway, so moving on from our current events, we're going to go to a current anniversary. Yes. Of- so. We've done a twenty-five year anniversary <laughs> before with the Foo Fighters album, and we have. Another 25th anniversary. Jeff, do you want to tell us what that is? Yeah, so this is another record that came out uh, May 21st, 1997. It is the third album by Radiohead called OK Computer. Yep. It's uh, one of those like once in a generation on every critic's list, real uh, kind of splash. Even though it's like not hit singles, there were some radio songs on it that hit in America. It's considered to be a landmark album of the 90s it is kind of like a um, concept album kind of format mm. about um, kind of new technologies infiltrating everyday life and the paranoia and confusion and um, isolation and distance between people that comes from that and those yeah. kind of themes. Uh, I first heard of this album when I was, I think a sophomore in high school, Isaac Smith, Isaac Smith's brother probably burned a CD of it for me. And uh, I've been hooked on Radiohead ever since hearing this album. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I would say that they were my favorite band. I don't know if today they're my favorite band, but they're on the short list of bands I love, love, yeah. love dearly. Um, and yeah, 25 years of it. There's a great version of it that came out mm, maybe two years ago. It's like an expanded with all the mm. extra demo stuff and discarded tracks. Uh, I think that's called like OK, not OK computer, something okay. like that. All right. Well, so the way this so this album was your first experience with Radiohead. Well, everyone. I'm heard sure. Creep. Yeah, I'm sure I heard Creep beforehand. But as far as an album, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did you find you listened to them? Like, did you did you start here and work backwards or did you start here and then like move forwards and then go to the back? Um, I kind of, yeah, I picked, I picked around, uh, I listened to, okay, computer, repeat, 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 repeat. Um, and then I went from there to the album before it, which is the Benz, which is, um, heavier guitar stuff. Um, even though, okay, computer has a, it's guitar in every track. Um, but I went to the Benz and then, um, probably like hail to the thief which was from 2003, and then the the one two of Kid A and Amnesiac probably after that. So that's when I was probably 18, getting to those records. And then when I started, 
college or maybe the second year of college in 2007 they dropped in rainbows which is mm-hmm. another like that that's it's it's between in rainbows and okay computer for my favorite radiohead albums mm-hmm. um but yeah I, i've been like a radiohead super super duper fan yeah um for however long you know 17 years or so half my life yeah um and, and it's because of this record like this record starts off with um it's just like it sounds so different. It's and I wasn't I wasn't someone who grew up up on the like prog rock and like things mm. that are really spacey and strange sounding. And this whole record is like it's kind of if you boil down, you could play everything on acoustic guitar and sing along. But it there are so many strange elements on this record sonically. Very like not in the same way at all, but very like Beatles White Albumy, where it was sure. it's like. Because, you know, you take the grunge period at the time and it had come pretty formulaic, mm. even to like where music, you know, like people weren't really using the studio as instrument, like, mm-hmm. you know, the be- people mm-hmm. were, but you know what I'm saying, on a yeah. large scale, like there's a, a, a big rock band. Mm-hmm. And for them to bravely like go in there and like and like Wilco was kind of doing the same thing mm. at that time too, yep. I guess to some extent with like the experimentation from like a straight forward rock yeah. band into like this and um, mm. it's just like you know this record it must have been like everybody telling them not to make this record because it's already and like mm. the you're it's got like distorted like bass for like maybe half the song and then like the bass tone switches or maybe the bass yeah. cuts out and then like acoustic guitars fill in yeah um or like. Like, you know what I mean? So those kind of decisions at the time, like there was a lot of stale records. And then this yeah. record is exciting that it's dramatically different. It's not all one tone. There's like really quiet, soft songs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the quiet, soft song <laughs> builds into a chaotic yeah. noise at the end. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really it's it's it stands out at the time like this album's, you know, not it's 25 years old. But mm-hmm. even to somebody my age, I'm 30. So when I was in high school, I graduated in 2010. Mm-hmm. This album at the time would have been like classic album status when I was sure. in high school already. Right. So it's for that to have classic al- album status so fast, like have mm. classic recognition is also, yeah. I think, something that, you know, stands the test of time. Like we talked about the Foo Fighters, Color and Shape. That has like a classic-y mm. albums thing with it, but it's not this record this record is a classic album i think this album like this dark record, side of the moon li- that's oh, what i'm saying dark side yeah. of the moon level i think it because yeah, i right. think it like that's what it's always compared to that's the right 90s dark side of the moon the, like the progressive element <laughs> that kind of like weasels its way into all different genres of music it's kind of like they were the ones who like took it picked it up and placed it forward a few yeah. steps and it's just like okay no like we can make this kind of music it's 97 you know this kind of rock music right but we can do it with like a cool concept and an overarching theme mm. and like make it progressive but like progressive in sort of a digital way like mm-hmm. in a sort of space agey way but like right. it's not like it's not fucking rick wakeman's pretending he's like a like an astral you know cosmonaut or something it's <laughs> right. like yeah the, the prog element like of it isn't dungeons and dragons the prog element of it is computers yeah, right, right. It's not fantastical. And, it's and, digital. And like classical, classic era, you know, late 60s, mid 70s, through mid 70s prog rock. That's like guys who like to play a lot of notes. Whereas OK Computer and Radiohead music in general, 
is like guys who love to make a lot of different sounds. Yeah, that's why I think the Pink Floyd comparison makes the yeah. most sense. Because you know? you you listen to this record and it's like, all right, I guess on some parts of some songs you're like, oh yeah, there's five guys in this band. But then you you listen through a verse, a pre-chorus, a chorus, a bridge, the next verse, and you're like, did one dude play like six different instruments on this track? And that's like what it is. Yeah. Or or you think like, like the lead guitar on. I mean, on fucking everything, Subterranean, Homesick Blues, or on uh, Paranoid Android and stuff, and you're and you you just think, what pedals or like how did they even make the guitar sound like this? Like these crazy robotic, like panning, like the mixing on this album is crazy. This is the first full length that they worked with Nigel Godrich, who he had produced. I think two tracks on the Benz and then he became their full-time guy starting with this album. And he has been the only producer with the band for all of their albums since. And this is like full Sonic. Like I, I've listened to this album. Let's say, let's say literally a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Every time I listen to it, I think I've every single nuance and sound and like moment and little ping and little harmonic and little ring modulator thing memorized. And I know what's happening. And then I'll be like, wait, has this track always had tambourine underneath the bridge or like Mm -hmm. something strange? I I never know. It's like, you could never get tired of this. There's so many layers. Jingle bells, like on the first track, there's jingle bells the whole time. And it's kind of, sometimes I listen to it and it's like jingle, but like my brain clicks in and then sometimes i get halfway through and i go oh i forgot there's jingle bells all over this track like because your your brain is paying attention to something else yeah um and the songs man like the sounds are crazy that's what really draws me to this record is like the sounds the tom york singing is he's one of my favorite vocalists ever but the songs are just so knockout there's such stellar songwriting on this record and um it's really different arrangements too. Like even yeah. if it is a verse, chorus, verse, you don't really realize that's what it is because mm. it's just sound. It the music it lends itself to like you said the computer theme. It does sound like it's like being played. Like uh, it, it's gonna sound dumb, but it sounds like it's being played inside a computer. Right. Like you know what I mean yeah, at yeah. some on some level, and like that's like a real far out you know thing to say. But like yeah. you know like you said the songs on it are stellar. Like the it's a hit, not hit karma police. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's such a different song for mm. it to be like the most popular song. And the, you know that song I mean? was on like now three or whatever. I know. And it's like, <laughs> so, and it's like in oh, this record shit, too, really karma police, which is kind of single, singable and all that, but it's, it's strange. Still. It's, it's a strange, yeah. it's a strange hit, yeah. you know? And it's got like, um, it's it's like we said like the Foo Fighters record is post grunge. This is also yeah. post grunge, sure. But like, you know, completely different. Yeah, because these guys are more influenced by like the Smiths from yes. the early '80s, mm. um, U2 and things like that. Yeah, this band really doesn't have like anything to do with being post grunge or grunge at all. Because like no. their first album is the grunge record, right? Their first album's their worst album. Yeah, and it's their I worst never record. Listened to that album. Every album after that, I think they were striving to always make a classic album mm-hmm. where some bands try to be a great band. This band was trying to make great albums and it shows this record is I mean, this mm-hmm. the songwriting on here is stupid strong. Mm-hmm. The arrangements are um unto themselves. Like now you would describe bands as being um radiohead like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
a band that I I enjoy a lot. Um, the nineteen seventy five put out an album a couple years ago that was compared to this. So kind of like the next generation mm-hmm. taking the torch. Um, yeah, I for all the kids out there, this song has a TikTok song featured. Um, the song "Let Down," which starts with the ding 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 ding, it's like really plingy, ringy guitar. That's like a big TikTok thing now. So, oh, is it for all you kids out there? Yeah, I'm up on three. Yeah, it's gonna be the cover. Free that, and I'll just like just like dive into this record if you. If you're just someone who really wants to hear what a band like firing at all cylinders and really like creating a work of art musically, dig this record and maybe for you it'll be like how it was for me where this was a jumping off point into a lifelong obsession with the band. Um, And my summary of this music is like when I was 15, that's like an, that's the age where you're starting to really like not be a kid and really like have your own identity more and more and more every every day it seems like you're noticeably yeah. more mature or older or more yourself. And I listened to three albums in that year that were like it was OK Computer, it was Purple Rain by Prince and Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Those were like my obsessive listening to my sophomore year of high school. And this record especially I listened to it and I went okay, there are people in the world who think and feel like me. Like this was the mm-hmm. first record that I fully was like, oh, not just songs, but like something that like my soul fully like connects and yeah. goes, I can put this on any time of the day. And it makes me like explore my own psyche and my own emotions and mm-hmm. think, you know, feelings about things. And, um, you know, and, not to say like you couldn't feel the same about any kind of record, but like for me personally, this is like the one, this is my short list. I, I could never listen to it again. I haven't listened to this record before this week. I don't know, a year and a half. And it's still like, without a doubt, a top five album of all time for me. I think there's certain albums that, that have that quality. It's like, it's, it's, it's like revisiting an old friend, yeah, and like just picking up where you left off. It has that sort of quality to it. Like you, there, everybody has like those certain albums mm. that's just like you're revisiting an old friend, and it's just like you're going back and just spending a day with them or yeah. something like that. You know, I mean, if you like drops, like like the strummy lo-fi sound of exit music for a film, and that builds, and you have the drum fill into the fuzz bass for the last the last chorus and verse, and it's just like. Yeah, you can really bathe in this. And then the bass is just like, like oh. <laughs> I think it's the best. It's, yeah, there was a lot of moments where it was like, you know, build and then that explosive, yeah. like explosive yet ambient at the same time. And you're just like, whoa. It's, yeah, there's all this space and yeah, and it's so like, strange. It, it plays like, with a lot of space, and, yeah. you know, all kinds of special like uh, musical special effects that were like mm-hmm. layered throughout the whole thing uh, too. Oh man, also beautiful. A plus headphone record. Just, oh, I mean, yeah. this is what I li- this is how I spent my high school years was sitting in my room listening to this record. See, like <laughs> this is one of the the special records where I would say it's probably worse when you listen to it out loud better in headphones just c- to get the yeah. modulating and everything right, right, right. everything whipping Panning around and, everything whipping yeah. around your head and you yeah, have yeah. your eyes closed i yeah. when i as like i listened to it with my eyes closed it was great yeah. um also the last song too the tourist 
great album ender. It's just like it's a great. Yeah. It's the summer. You know, it sums up. Like it's this. the yeah. It's the freaking. Uh, it's just I like it. It's the warm. It's like a warm, like a slow walk home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So like I noted that too. I was like album closer, album closer. Like let's you know. Yeah. And it, it ends well. It's like a, I mean it is a classic album. We're saying that we're talking mm-hmm. about it, but yeah. Um, you know <laughs> if you. What I was just thinking, I I I found during COVID times, during lockdown times, I found a YouTube video, and I'll have to find it again and share it with you guys. And it was like, the title of the video is, "I remade the entire OK Computer album only using my voice," <laughs> and it's to say this album to say this guy did an acapella version is vastly understating what he did because he actually sang and found like the same modulation like guitar effects i was oh. singing so it's it's fucking crazy it's it's well if you it's the work of a madman yeah. if you find that <laughs> uh, if you find that link we'll yeah. link it up in the video yeah, so we can we can share it with everybody yeah, we'll to 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 chat. yeah but yeah it, it, this is a cold 10 this is a five star this is like yeah desert island i so i sold my collection of of cds this is one of the few that i saved and didn't sell yeah, yeah. There you have it. Um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, also, like me, I was always like more on like the Wilco bend of just mm-hmm. things. Uh, this album, if you like that kind of thing, this mm-hmm. album is like, I mean, I think it's like, I think mm-hmm. it's probably better than Yankee Hotel. Fox and Scott. it was before. Yeah. Yankee, they did that because they went, well. Yeah, it's like this, you could tell. It's like this band's on the kick. It's on that whole, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's art as a record vibe yeah. again. It's yeah. of that time. So, right, right, right. Crazy right. album. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's a good album or not? Let us know. Okay or not okay. Okay or not okay. <laughs> we can put that. We'll it's put a binary. Our, uh, oh, choice. I also wanted to shout out um, Microsoft Sam before we end this. Microsoft Hello, Sam. Hello, this is a fam. Made a uh, appearance on this album. So <laughs> shout out Fitter, to Microsoft Sam. Happier, more yeah. productive. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great album to listen to this morning in its entirety while I was oh, doing lawn yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> I was outside mowing the lawn and I was like weed wagging and all that stuff this morning. Yeah. And I listened to the whole thing and I was like... Did you get exis- existential lawnmower? I may have, especially when I came out of out of the shadow of the maple tree into the sunlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back uh, and talk some current events. We're going to talk some current events, new music. New music. We'll be right back. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Do you ever have emotions? I do. Well, I have the podcast for you. Okay. It's Feel Feelings with Danny and George. Yeah. They take emotions and feelings and they talk about them with a guest every week mm-hmm. you they sit down and they go through it all it's not just sad emotions not just happy emotions they cover the full range hmm. maybe they tell a fun anti- uh anecdote there you go yeah they do one of those yeah and this podcast i've been on it you've been on it um it's a yep. really great show we had a great um time. yeah and uh the feelings can get you know heavy and light and uh everywhere in between and uh, it stars my childhood best friend George Bruderman, yep. and it also stars uh, our new friend Danny Getz. Yep. Um, and it's out on the Wasted Robot Network, a podcast network that we are on. Mm-hmm. Get in the Garage podcast. Yeah. Um, we should check them out. There's tons of great shows, and uh, this is just one of them. Yeah. So check it out and feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Uh, out every Friday with Danny and George. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Get in the Garage. A music podcast <laughs> for music, music lovers. lovers. Yeah, baby, we gotta get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> um, so, going into half number two here, uh, there were two 
pretty big albums that dropped within the past mm. two weeks. The Friday before last, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar yep. dropped the album. Um, uh, what is it again? Uh, Mr. Marble and the Big Steppers? Mr. Morale. Mr. Morale, sorry. The big Steppers. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> is it Mr. Mr. Marble? Marble? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marble and the Big Sleepies. <laughs> yep. You just made look when death come out of my nose. Oh. <laughs> Not the death. <laughs> Mr. The Mar- irony, can you imagine if... Mr. If- Marble. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine... <laughs> Of Kendrick Lamar just dropped Mr. Marbles. <laughs> Call me Kendrick Lamarbles. Anyway. <laughs> it's him like shooting dice on the cover. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Oh my God, Kendrick. Even... Oh God. All right. Yeah. So Kendrick Lamar released this album. Jeez. He's like, because I get all the marbles. Yeah, I get two all the marbles. two weeks all. ago, his first album in five years. Yes. Um, or. I'm going to misquote the lyrics, but at some point in the first line, he's like, it's been 1,841 days or whatever. Uh, I went to write that down. Yeah, I I, I, it's a meme. So go on the meme farms. You'll find it <laughs> growing <laughs> the crop. Um, first album, five years. It is, uh, it's a double album. Although when I read that, I'm like, the last bunch of every album he makes is 75 minutes long. So this is the yeah, longest right. by like two minutes longer than to pimp a butterfly but yeah it's broken up into two halves so maybe on the physical version is it it is double discs and all that um nine tracks in each half and this is like 1855 days 55 oh that was for one that's close close um (laughs) this uh we talked about a couple weeks ago before it came out and we talked about the 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 heart part five video he is like my favorite hip hop artist of our generation. And um, this is, this took me the longest amount of time to start digesting yeah. of all of his albums. It's uh, like Mike said, it's pretty dense. It's, uh, it's sprawling. It's very. It's incredible. Yeah. Dense is like an understatement. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a big album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it, a lot going on. It's so personal too, and it's so like currently personal. Like he yeah. used to do that, like when I was a kid, viewpoint of stuff. And this is like, I'm th- in my mid thirties, and I have kids and a wife, and I used to cheat on her a lot, and blah blah yeah. blah blah, and I'm fighting my ego, my demons, and turn. my family trauma, and yeah, yeah. I, I like it though. I I like it too. It's it's not like an album where you pick it up. Like that Radiohead album is a heavy album mm. as well, in the same sense. Mm. Not in the same sense, mm-hmm. but it's a heavy album in a different sense. Mm-hmm. This is like a heavy album in like um, in like a really like trauma rooted yeah. sense, yeah. and like um, almost like a community that I don't mm-hmm. fully understand mm-hmm. sense. So in those aspects of it, that's what made it a bit of a denser listen. So like mm-hmm. I, you, I had to li- you had to listen like twice as much because mm-hmm. like for someone like me who are like I'm just gonna say white guy, it's like you're not getting everything on the first listen Mm -hmm. and then like the other parts of it you know too is it's literally a long album like you said Mm. and on top of that it's got like um not like it's got like that argument track on it where him and his girl are like arguing through like the whole track and that's a rough one to get through it is a rough one to get through through. because especially like people who don't like to hear like yelling um and they're like you know have like that kind of thing it's like you're listening to it and you're Mm. listening to someone's you know, someone's shit, someone's dirty laundry. And What's that one called? We cry together. We cry or together. Yeah, it's featuring um, Taylor, Taylor Page. Page. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
I'll, like, full transparency, sitting here today, I just got through my second full listen because I had to take a break after like five tracks. Yeah. Which yeah. means I'm getting through a quarter of the album at a time. And I used to, I all of his other albums, I inhale. And those are, they're all dense and filled with everything. And they're like sonically, like there's so much going on, so interesting and yeah. so much variety of sounds. But this one, it was, I think it's because I am also 34 years old and I've gone through my fair share of fighting my own stuff yeah. and dealing with my own issues. And you hear about, you know, sometimes, some, it's kind of easier to listen to someone's childhood tales about growing up in an inner city where people are selling drugs and stuff sometimes because I never yeah. experienced that. So I'm removed. And it's like, I'm just, I'm I'm watching a scene yeah, that right, I'm, right. I was never involved in. Whereas this, yeah, I'm not a, He's a famous guy with a lot of money and a lot of different problems. But I listen to a lot of this record, and I'm like, yeah, I've also had to come to terms with my own self through therapy and uh, blah, right, blah, blah. Right, and, right. Yeah, He bears so, it all. But to right. me, this album is his – this is his prog album in my – like when I listen mm -hmm. to it from that perspective because I'm like, yeah, this is rap, but is it really? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like in a way where there's like a lot of – uh, there's a lot of like a uh, spoken word type of vibes to it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of incorporation of like stringed instruments and piano and uh, sort of just like sounds of people tap dancing. It's all it's like it's it's like his <laughs> yeah. it's like his pet sounds. It's like his yeah. uh, not, uh, smile session style thing. Like not very drum heavy. No, 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 no. That's, so like that was like because I think that's kind of what you're getting. At. It's rap without drums. It's there's not a ton. There of aren't drums these on. big banger anthem no there's like right, something that, there's something right, keeping this, rhythm but there's and then yeah. you're right too there's no big banger like like all right or or humble or yeah you know yeah absolutely swimming pools and yeah right right it's it's not a it doesn't feel like a pop album it, by any means no it's it's not a party album mm -hmm. it's a introspective album yeah um it's kind of like i mean i don't know it's like it doesn't really have like Stevie Wonder vibes, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's kind of got Stevie Wonder yeah. vibes. It doesn't have like the good. It doesn't have like the a lot of the. It, but it does. It has like the sweet and sourness, but like Stevie never really gets that sour on on people. Mm -hmm. um, you yeah. know what I mean? Like where this one is more of like a lot of dirty laundry with all that like yeah. um, hard family stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, in love um, that like Stevie Wonder would put into his music. Um, like you were saying too, like. It's not so much a rap album, definitely a hip hop album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, not to say he raps all over it, but that's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The but this is, the, I think, because from what I've seen about this record, is, is there's like, you love it or you hate it. Like, there's a lot, and there's a lot of people who are kind of hating on this album. And I, I don't, I mean, maybe yeah. this, maybe this statement sounds pretentious, but I just look at it and I'm just like, like maybe you just don't get it. Because, I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't think But there I was... get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of yes. the backlash I'm seeing is because something he comments on throughout this album is cancel culture and Twitter voices and right, right. and groupthink and all that. And he is he's putting it all out there, warts and all. He features whatever you want to say heavily, but on a couple of tracks, Kodak Black, who's right. a guy who's, you know, pled guilty to assaulting a sixteen year old girl when he was almost twenty and yeah. So it's like, but that's part of what it is, is like this whole statement about how culture is currently. Because think about what life was like in 2017. Yeah. It's ve it is very different. 
today. Like he right. has a whole track. It's about his uh, transphobia and homophobia growing up. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Auntie Diaries. Yep. It's like the fourth to last track, and he's talking about. Yeah, I had a I had an aunt who was gay, and we didn't understand it. And everybody said this and this, and then I grew to understand it and care more and evolve. And then he talks about I had someone going through a gender transition and yeah. all those things. And then he talks about like I was a guy on stage, and a white girl wanted to sing my words with me, but then I started to feel like you can't say those words. And then it's like, well, should any of us be saying certain words and mm. what words belong to different groups and right. hate versus empty words that are just part of slang or part of culture. And yeah, um, yeah this is, I love all of his albums. They're all like these, fuck, they're all like Moby Dick novel. You know, it's yeah, like right, right. these epics that all the themes musically and lyrically tie in all over the place. Um, but the closest comp I found for this album was like, uh, Frank Ocean put out Channel Orange and then a couple years later put out Blonde, both critically acclaimed. But when Blonde came out, people were like, this is like this like diary journal entry. There's no like, this is R&B still and hip hop still, but like where's the beats and grooves yeah, and, like, like the- and the fun stuff. And it's more like a lot of organ and piano and kind of like singing and whether the song structures weren't, first course first course and right, right this is he has always been breaking the mold i i i love it though because he's like a visionary and he has songs about am i i'm not the savior of, of hip-hop yeah but it's the mantle that's been put on him and it's his last album with his record label tde top door top dog entertainment so who knows where he's gonna go from here but i love it i, I love his evolution and there's it's such great music it's such great music like you're not gonna be slamming this out of your car in the summer like no this isn't gonna be like the uh, this isn't the album of the summer yeah this might be the the winter of your discontent though it's (laughs) but for me though this got this is not like the time to release this record this the record the time of like with everything on here you mean time of the year? Yeah, sure. This is like a fall. Yeah. This is a fall record. This is an introspective sit inside record. Because I, because yeah. I hear what you're saying. Because yeah. I listened to this in two full hunks, yeah, twice, yeah. and it, the first time you're, you're just like, dude, like it's just yeah, so yeah. much emotion getting thrown at you, and yeah. you're just like, you feel like you just went to the therapist, right, and right. then the second listen, got, it gets a little better, but like in hunks and pieces it's much more digestible it's yeah. cool to sit and listen to it in one statement here it is yeah. but um it's a slow burner man it's a slow burner it's a slow burner this isn't going to be and it might be mm. fully revealed that it's this is a transition record in in the long run yeah, you don't know that yet so right. it's you know cuz he does some singing on this too that's a little bit different he does a lot not not to say that he doesn't uh always switch up like his his flow like his rhythm but he does all. He does doing that all over this record, mm. and like different voices and different pitches and different stuff. And oh, he's I'm, kind of yeah, I'm used to that. That's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is like that's not he's not not done that before. Mm. Um, but yeah, everything about this it's just so it's just moving forward. It's it's I think it's moving the genre of hip hop and mm. rap in a direction that is forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's gonna take a lot of listens um, to settle in and. But even going back on the second listen, I'm like, all right, I'm familiar with these songs now. It's like a great movie that's like like a Stanley Kubrick movie where you watch mm. it and it's so like, and you have to like 
get it like into your eyes and your your bones and yeah. then you can view it again or listen to it again and be like oh, okay yeah now that like the shock of like how different or how like alien Unsettling and all that. It could yeah be. yeah because yeah. like um to pimp a butterfly is like considered largely to be like his big statement and that's like this 70s like jazz fusion record mm. and it's very it's like marvin gay mixed with like i don't know it's just all it's it's so different and that took me same thing i first listen second listen third and now I, i'm like none of this sounds strange to me now mm. Mm. yeah and then uh, two to the concept just one to maybe tie it up a little bit the way that the beats are on this record is it's not like an easy beat listen yeah, yeah. it's not like you're listening to the oh, same no, kind of drums yeah. the whole time right. it's like switch up like a complete stylistic change of maybe just like an organ and then maybe right. like a small like ding ding ding, ding right. kind of thing going on and then mm -hmm. like so that is probably where i over the lyrical content was more, more like whoa 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 right, whoa, right. whoa 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 he throws changes up at you yeah. on like every yeah you know, and sometimes it's like a minute every minute and a half yeah in a five minute song almost to where the like f the whole field changes and you're like oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i love it i love kendrick lamar yeah, yeah. i think this is gonna be on the 10th yeah. listen i'll tell you what i really think <laughs> so let we'll come back we'll do a five minute segment let's say in a month right. or okay. something like that we'll each listen to it a couple more times yeah we'll live with it for a while and yeah digest <laughs> um all right so moving on to another more recent release released th last friday yep right uh yep. the week after the kendrick album this has is... not at this time has not even been out a week yet oh it hasn't no oh no this no, no, no. Got no fri this friday this, this friday. friday yeah okay um it's harry styles harry's house oh, this um time. Better Homes and Gardens Back spokesman. Here. Yeah, so cover boy. Uh, before Better, Better yeah. Homes and Gardens. Before I boy. even realized that he was releasing an album, or that the album had come out, or something like, because because uh, full disclosure, people, it's like I'm not really hip to the new Harry Styles <laughs> record coming out. You know what I mean? Right. I'm more like, oh, Kiss released a uh, a third take of an of a track or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm hit. Spotify knows me too well. That's what they're uh. suggesting. So. I wasn't really hip to the to the Harry Styles thing. I actually, in contrast, had received this <laughs> this um, edition of Better Homes and Gardens with a uh, um, holding an interview. A, holding a leaf. Uh, yeah, because he is in a garden, I guess. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it says, "Welcome to Harry's house," and it's the hundredth anniversary of Better Homes and Gardens. And they, <laughs> they got Harry. who better to get? They got Harry. It's a big get. Um, um, I read some of the article. It's it is worth a read. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. He talks about like. The journey with COVID and, and all that stuff. And that's what's interesting, I think, to A, B, these two albums, because they're like two completely different albums. But they were kind of like, Kendrick Lamar had five years to do this, whereas Harry Styles, I think, had about a year or a year and yeah. a half, maybe two. Sure. Um, but there is a lot of like, this is a COVID album, quote unquote. You know what I mean? And um, let's get into it, because I actually really like this record. Fine Lines was, two, yeah, 2019. This, obviously, 2022. Okay. So. Yes, but um, I, I really enjoyed this record. Harry's House. So, Michael, as yeah. a non-pop listener, you know, we just described you. Um, why do you like this record, dude? Because, like, I'm in the same boat as you. I yeah, guess. I didn't think – I wouldn't say this. I didn't think that I wouldn't 
like it, right? As much as I would probably just listen to it and been like, okay, yeah, like I can talk about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like this isn't my favorite thing, but going like, into it, yeah. but 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 coming back around and uh, like having spent some time with this album, it's so digestible. It's I think it's it's less than forty five minutes long. It's like forty three and change or something like that, and it is forty one fifty nine. Thank you. And uh, so good album length, and then like good pop songs. Uh, if I have one criticism of the album, I felt like it started off strong with a lot more upbeat songs, and then kind of finished off with maybe like some slower, more vibey songs. I mean, I do I you know I the idea that an artist is going to write an album with um, it being played on a vinyl record format in mind, I don't necessarily know that that's something that was in his mind when he released the album. I would have liked a different track listing, but I like all of the tracks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I just rearrange them a little bit. You know what I mean? But other than that, like, um, but cool synth stuff, you know, maybe lyrically, I don't feel like it's there, but also this isn't an album for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not his target demographic, so I'm not going to be like into the bubblegum stuff. But, you know, man, maybe, you know, maybe if this was... We said the Kendrick, much more of a fall winter album. This album plays like Perfect it's time. The, it, that's what Perfect I'm saying. Time. This, this is, is the album of the summer. This is going to be the soundtrack to like every 17 year old summer this year. Just play it at 7 p.m. So by the time it's getting to the end, the sun is yeah. just I was, over the just, I was just going to say that because the, like Mike's note on the tr- mm-hmm. track listing, and I agree, it could oh, use yeah. some a couple of faster songs. I think yeah. that's where Harry shines the most mm-hmm. on this album, even. Mm-hmm is the more upbeat tunes, but um, you're right. If you played it like while the sun was going down or mm-hmm. like about to, you would get this great mm-hmm. startup. Like um, the, it opens with uh, music for a sushi restaurant, which is like kind it's of- It's a Prince track. Yeah, thank you. Right, it's it's right. a Prince rip, right. but yeah. it's like Harry Styles doing Prince. It's yeah. cute. It's like, you know, it's like all the things mm-hmm. he's like, I think he's like, says like, I could put like whatever on you fried rice or crack an egg on you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like cute. Um, Throw some chow mein on you. <laughs> he's like, I could crack an egg on you. It's like, yeah. you know, Drizzle you it's probably one of my, sauce. lyrically, that's probably one of my favorite things on that record, on the yeah. whole record is like him talking about like the girl in relation yeah, to yeah. the date in the sushi restaurant. Yeah. Kind of cool. But yeah, Prince, Prince uh, all over the second tr- track. Um, I this is my What's the second one called? Uh, late night talking. Oh yeah, I like that. I one could listen to this yeah. song for five hundred listens in a row, not mm. get tired of it. This is eighties Madonna. Yeah. Build up dance style track. The chorus is about talking to your girl late at night and giving her everything she wants. You know, um, and falling in love. Um, it's so danceable, super great keyboard textures mm. that are layered with his vocals that go up in the choruses. Yeah. Great, um, it's one of my favorite songs on yeah. here. And um, then as you get to grape, I like juice, the <laughs> grapefruit. I like that one. Oh, grape! Uh, yeah, please, oh, grape juice, grape juice. Please tell uh, tell us what you sent us in the group chat oh, because yeah. you so, are right. So I immediately start that song, and in the first three seconds, I'm like, did they sample the intro of Limp Biscuits Nookie? Because it's that. Yeah, 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 And then it goes into like piano and stuff. Listen to, listen to I them. Just did You'll it. hear that they are very I did similar. It. It's like very it's similar. not very similar. It's almost the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah. that it's that first thirty. I had no idea. I thought you were like the song was like a total rip. You were like this sounds like a total rip of another song. It does um, not. It just sounds like that. First, it's that first three seconds when down, the, down, the track down, literally down, started, down, and my down. my me being eleven years old was like, 
Sisnucky. <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? You take that cookie. But that you know that's classic rock, so I wouldn't have been yeah. surprised. Yeah. That's and I love one. that track. Is I that the one where he's track. got like the telephone style filter over like yes. his voice, yes. right? Yes. And yes. He, his, he does a very like Paul McCartney-ish yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Very keyboard heavy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're great catch on that it was Paul McCartney-y because yeah. it's like yeah. almost like he doesn't sing it like Paul McCartney would sing this that song. Mm. Um but it's very. It sounds like a Paul McCartney song. Yeah. yeah. Like I, if Paul McCartney wrote that song and right. and Harry Styles was like, mm. I'm going to like redo this song. Right. See, for me, that song, I love that song lyrically. For me, that's where like I could have used like a little bit more sure. like exciting metaphor and stuff. But that's just like nitpicking. Like yeah, yeah. it's got like the honey thing which is kind of overdone a little bit like if i'm getting granular but like because i do think this is a great great record i'm really excited to listen to it all summer yeah even the slower stuff the ballads there's like some nice acoustic guitar parts in there and like some really nice melodies and harmonies and all that stuff like he's got a good ear for music so i think uh he is someone that like you know maybe in five years he 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 makes like a really killer killer album you know what i'm saying like well that's not a dog on him his albums that he has mm-hmm. now, of course. I'm just saying. Even to say though, this is like a a, a young guy making a pop record for largely teenagers, yeah. probably, and like you know people you know 20 years old that kind yeah, of age, yeah. and the high caliber of a pop album that this is mm. is that's what makes me excited because I'm like, what what do you have next, dude? Because like whatever he has next, it you know what I mean. We could mm. be talking like. This is Harry Styles' Dark Side of the Moon. Like, we don't know if it's going to get there, but he yeah. could get there as an artist. There's so much. This is a, a classic, uh, probably of this era, going to be a classic pop record, I think. Yeah. I think there's some a lot of the songs in here are pretty strong. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Are like, you guys familiar with Fine Line? The yeah, album the album before this. That, see, I'm that not, one is. Okay. That one for me is like, it's progression. I think this one is more. This is more a, concise. Sure. But I thought, I thought the high points on Fine Line were higher than the f- high points on this album. Cause that like Watermelon Sugar, and what was the other big big hit off that? Oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember. I don't know. But Watermelon Sugar became a meme anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody on TikTok was using the other that song, song. I like more, I think. I'm not called? sure what the other song is. I know Watermelon Sugar, but. But, for me. Adore you. Yes. Okay. For me, yeah. I just think this is like the way that was a dancier record. That was a pop pop record. This yeah. is adult contemporary, growing up, maturing in a heavy relationship with an older woman. It's exactly blah, blah, blah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. I think it has like more maturity, where yeah. like I would be in- re- genuinely interested mm. instead of just like mm. like this is a pop record. I think he's gonna go more in the ad- adult contemporary yeah. realm, like. For me, like the instruments on here were more mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. They weren't all like don't, 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 don't. So uh, I also like your ballad point. Um, Boyfriend on there was mm-hmm. such a great tune because it shows his like his like bit where he's kind of like your boyfriend's never going to be as good as Harry Styles is, which mm-hmm. is like his thing. And it's like that's like the but it's also kind of like a leaving of that kind of like you know 
a boyfriend kind of song for him, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just see like that kind of outgrowing where he sees that he's that, you know, I'm your like boyfriend wish guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that song was kind of like a homage to that and maybe like a further like leaving from that mm-hmm. and becoming more of like a, you know, yeah. the because he's the sex symbol guy and instead mm-hmm. of the boyfriend guy now. He's like, you know, really putting himself out there in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like he decided to be on Better Homes and Gardens <laughs> Which is no for real though, because he could have he could have went his marketing team could have went the other way with it and went on, you know, all these other you know what I mean teen whatevers yes yeah. and you you know even to be like I'm sure Rolling Stone probably would have taken him again for the cover oh, and man. it's you I know, bet he was on I bet he was on the cover of fifteen different magazines in the past month yeah and it's but you know what I mean that's what I'm I'm yeah. I think it's a it's a great record it's probably going to be my favorite pop record of the year I can't imagine me liking another <laughs> one as much. Um, Freanna might drop a. I don't know. She just had a baby, but looks like the wait's gonna be a little longer for Rihanna album. I uh, really, really loved. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. I um, I like his dancier, fun stuff more. But I think he his acoustic, slow burn stuff on this album was really well done. And like, I don't pour over the lyrics and look up at genius and like dissect everything, but it's good music and it's like it's coming from him his uh co-producers are an artist named kid harpoon and another guy named tyler johnson Mm. who are like his co-writers and co-producers of this whole album they worked on the majority of the fine line album um and that might be his team moving forward to push this sound keep it going and um he'll never be like a justin timberlake type artist who was like I want to be making Michael Jackson records, mm. dance and pop and hooks and radio. I think he, now I'm going to say a name that's like a musical and style and pop culture like icon and like broke the mold. He's not going to be that guy. But I think he is more into like a David Bowie type of guy. Yeah, 100%. Who is yeah. making, I'm just making my music. I'm a guy living my life with my point of view and my co-collaborators musically and we're going to make albums. Mm. and. Yeah. That's who I see him as as well, like a, a David Bowie character who, because like even we have like the breakout albums here and David Bowie had mm-hmm. like his incubation period. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's that's why I see it. Like I'm just like, right. it's exciting. And Every, it won't be like I, David Bowie because back then you made two albums a year and like things were at, mm-hmm. on this cycle. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. No, it, but like artistically, like yeah. that kind of, that kind of career, I definitely mm-hmm. see that. I agree with everything you said mm-hmm. too. Like the dancey tracks work best Mm. on this record the upbeat but um yeah ballads are you know great listens yeah also shout out to those cool vocals on uh saddle or uh is it satellite satellite Satellite. (laughs) (laughs) dave matthews is on this album he just pops up he's buried in the mix doing like weird harmonies (laughs) yeah i i I love the layering i love the the the, oh no dude that was that was funny as hell i'm glad i love the vocal layering and you know he's he has a great voice he sounds he has his sound it's a very pleasant middle of the road type of sound meaning like i think everybody enjoys what he does vocally yeah, yeah. he doesn't try to sing crazy high power of stuff he doesn't he is in his lane he does his thing yeah. it's it's good sounding stuff yeah yeah right on well there you have yeah. it are we gonna uh styles. do you want to give up we want to give the grade want to give the grade 
Sure, let's do both. Uh, Kendrick Lamar? Uh, I don't want to grade that one, though. No. I'm not ready to grade that we'll one. We'll grade that one when we come back. Yeah, we'll that, that, yeah. that one's got the return segment. But okay, the, right, then we'll give right. our grade on that we're one. We're going pitchfork out of 10? Yeah. Let's go out of 10. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll give this a strong 8, I think, for uh, like a, like a bubblegum pop album. You know, I think, I'm I think saying, it's for its genre, I'm giving it an eight overall, maybe a seven and a half. Yeah, I'll say a seven. And, you know, if I sit with it, I, I did listen to this like four times back to back to back to back when it, the day it came out. Um, it's a seven. If I get more into the second half, it could get better. Yeah, it's a Scranton seven, you might say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is a seven. If I'm thinking critically, yeah. seven. Yeah. If I'm thinking personally, sure. it's a nine. Because I like yeah. him personally as a nine. Go with your personal. That's your but, that's your real rating. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going cr- critically. No, it's a seven. you go personal. It's a seven all day. <laughs> what is this this dichotomy? Because <laughs> if I'm like being on honest, like if I were to rec- tell somebody what I think this is, yeah. I think it's a seven. Do I like it more than seven? Yeah. Um, yeah. I go full Anthony Fantano, and I just go with how I feel. Yeah, your heart. Yeah. Uh, Pitchfork <laughs> gave it a seven point two, just for the. Just okay. to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, so. I, I did see that. Yeah, you saw that. that. Yeah, it's yeah. a good article. Um, but anyway, so there you have it. Yeah. Harry Styles, Harry's House. Let us know what you think. Did you like it? Did you enjoy listening to it? Did you read The Better Homes and Gardens? I did. Well, I, I, I read half of it. I'm, I enjoyed listening to it, man. To listen to the album four times in a row over like a three-hour period, I was into it. Yeah, yeah right? It was exci- I didn't go, yeah, okay, it was, I get it. It was exciting yeah. for me cool. for once to be into an album that was on the radio and like oh, we sure. got it like the day it came out yeah. and like I listened, we were listening to it and then I went out to get um, Jewel Pods and I turned on the radio in the car hoping to hear it and first click, yeah. bam, singles on. And I'm like, yeah. that was a cool moment for me. I'm like, yeah. this never happens for me, ever. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, Black Dog came out. <laughs> well, that you know, that happens for people all the time. They like a new song; it's on the radio. That yeah. never happens for me and you. Yeah, right. You right. never hear your new band's favorite song on the radio. It almost never happens. It's true. It's true. And so when it does happen, you're like, "This is great." Yeah. I remember I heard a bully song on a college radio station, yeah. and I almost lo- yeah. I lost my mind. Yeah. I was I was excited as if they were standing in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So there you go. Like I said, let us know what you think. Also, don't forget to like and comment and subscribe. Awaken the primordial algorithm. Until next time, I've been Mike. I've been Luke. I've been Jeff. Get in the garage. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.